there. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. My name is Trisha. And my name is Kelly. And social media has brought about many things, one of which is body shaming. We saw another um, celebrity this week, uh, Valerie Bertinelli, I think. It was was. Valerie Bertinelli. I didn't actually Mm -hmm. get to watch the video, but I saw her very tearful. Um, evidently, someone had commented on her appearance on social media. And first of all, can I just say, <laughs> believers, you should not be engaging in that kind of junk. That is not where we need to live. And I'm not talking about watching the video. I'm talking about body shaming other people, Um commenting on other people's appearance. I mean, that's just, I, I'm just bothered by that. As I've heard be. about that with not only celebrities like Valerie Bertinelli, I saw was uh, sharing a recipe because she's oh, a really yeah. good cook. Yeah. And she's on Food Network and stuff. And so uh-huh. she was just sharing a recipe talking about how to make this tasty thing. And someone commented on her weight that she needed to really lose weight. Like, what? Like, what? I'm sharing a recipe. What? And she was so blindsided oh, wow. by it. She said a lot of times she doesn't get on social media because She ends up getting her feelings hurt, and then she saw that comment, and it just broke her. And at first, she said, I wanted to just not talk about it, but then I thought, no, I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to say, this is wrong. Yeah. I've actually heard of almost always female pastors or female speakers, Bible teachers, getting comments on their weight. Someone talking about their hair, something just like just commenting. It's like we're, we're talking about a biblical thing here, and you're talking about the person's hair or their weight do you think do you think that is to distract from their message like they don't like what they're saying so that's a way to hit at them you think it could be it could also be our own insecurities that we are looking at ourselves going okay well I'm less than I don't like the way I look and I'm going to point out the way you look just to make myself feel better if you have it's always female yeah if you if you haven't already listened to the podcast less than land you need to go back and listen to that one um, two episodes ago, I think. So uh, go listen to that one because we talk about com- comparison in that in that episode. But I just, I don't. I mean, maybe I just have lived under a rock. I have compared myself to people and body shamed myself, but I've never seen it as prevalent publicly as it is now. I can't even Are imagine you guys, doing it. Right. I mean, that just it hurts my heart to even think those kinds of things about somebody else. I certainly would never want to say that out loud on social media. Do you think it is also because there are video cameras and cameras everywhere now? I mean, like, you know, that used to not be a thing. I told somebody the other day, it's like, if YouTube or Facebook had been around, I'd have never gotten a job or graduated from high school, you know, just jokingly. But I think it's because there's a camera everywhere now, and we just feel compelled to... Yeah, I don't know what we feel compelled to do. What is what is well, behind think that? Gross. Think about even that show. What's it called? Is it The Voice? Maybe I haven't seen it, but they, the idea is they're going to listen to their voice without looking at them, right? Because oh, yeah. looking distracts you from mm. the talent. And I, I'm I'm thinking about that show only because I think it does speak to our culture. Our culture is so looks focused mm. and so image focused. You can look and, the part. Yeah. Kind of. So and the, so they're they're doing this reality show so that you're not distracted by the way the person looks and you're really listening to their voice. We wouldn't have to do that if we weren't so distracted by the way someone looked or the way someone dressed or what they, you know, how their weight was. I guess maybe <laughs> I don't know, but the older I get, the, the I'm like, you know what? 
there there are a lot of very attractive 25 year olds they're not going to look like that in 25 years truth and i love them but i don't look like i did 25 no, years ago me either. Sure. <laughs> me either me either i'm like but but when does that become the measure of your worth you yeah. know mm-hmm. because we started listening to things like teen vogue and other kinds of magazines yeah, and social media and movies and television and hollywood telling us what perfection looked like instead yes. of going to the Bible to look at what how God created us. It's just mean-spirited, it is. in my opinion. And and I'm here's my thing. Do you think um, people are looking for their 15 minutes of fame? Maybe. Maybe. In some kind maybe, of way. Yeah. And they have access to, I mean, like people who have who don't have access to Valerie Bertinelli, you know, to say. Right, to tell her. Or have relationship or with. Yeah. But they can do that on social media, and they're like, oh, you're the person that called out Valerie. I mean, I just, I think it's mean. It is mean, and I think it's the heart of us. Part of what the gospel says is at the heart of us, we are in need of a Savior. Absolutely. We are broken, gross people who are sinful, who are inherently evil, and we need a Savior to replace ourselves with him. I have been struggling so much with this, like this this whole thing about finding your identity and what you look like and different things. I have had um, this, I, I've had to start taking a medication mm. that has affected my skin and I have been getting pimple upon pimple. And that's kind of funny. Like we, you can laugh about that. It's funny. Uh-huh. Where are you going to middle school dance or whatever? Yeah. I'm nervous about it. You can laugh about that. But honestly, there've been times I'm looking in the mirror and going, I can't believe it. I, I'm I'm so embarrassed about how I look. I just am ashamed, and I'm thinking mm. if I wear a hat, maybe you won't see it. Or, but I, I I need to take this medication for a period of time, and so it, it is a, a result of the medication. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But I've got this like literal um, embarrassment on my face, and I think we all deal with that on some level. I'm not asking you to compliment my skin right, right. now. No, no. I'm I'm just talking about seriously when you have something that makes you feel ugly. Right. But the thing that hard. I'm hearing you also say is that this is something that you you look at yourself more yes. than other people are going to look at you. And you're thinking about the way you're thinking about your pimple more than Carol and I put together. Right. True. True. And then everybody else in this office. You're but, still thinking about the pimple more than all of us are. I know. Because we really true. we really don't see it. But here I'm gonna make you feel better because y'all know that for a long time my teeth was that bothered me. You remember this time because yeah, because you can't take a picture What's with wrong me with your teeth. Wait, wait a minute. You can't take a picture with me without my mouth wide open, right? Well, a couple of years ago, I had some dental surgery. Um, I had just some terrible things go wrong with my teeth, and for a while, because I couldn't afford it, I couldn't get those mm-hmm. teeth fixed, and so I didn't have teeth over here in in like two areas. And I just recently got a bridge. Um, and I was so insecure about it. I even mentioned it to Tricia, I think a couple of times, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like, like, I'm not even sure I knew how bad it bothered me mm-hmm. until I got it fixed. And then I was like, oh my, I'm so glad because I don't want people to think I'm, you know, dumb and stupid and toothless and, you know, all those things that we do to ourselves. But you're right. You do think about it more. Nobody, nobody could ever like, would ever say that, like. But we took Never pictures saw. one time, and I was like, oh, you can see where I'm missing teeth. And y'all both because were you're like. looking for it. And both y'all were like, where are you missing teeth? You know, I mean, so I yeah. think we all have that thing that yeah. kind of makes us feel insecure, less than. Um, but like like you said, the older I get, the more, because <laughs> I've been on a perpetual diet my whole life. or Well, actually, my, not my whole life, but post-high school 
till you know now. Mm-hmm. And I just said the other day, one of my friends, I like nobody likes me skinny, nobody likes me fat, so I'm just gonna live life and just be whatever I am, you know. Um, but it's not that I sh- I won't take care of myself and be healthy, but anymore that is not my live and die. Like how I look mm-hmm. in my favorite pair of jeans is not what I'm going to define myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And that the correct mm-hmm. thing to say actually is people love you fat and people love you skinny. No, that's it's true. It's not they that's don't true. love you. They right. love you however you are if they love you. But people, you know, always because I'm single, they'll be like, oh, you, "You ever think about being in a relationship?" You know, and so I joke, part of that uh-huh. self-deprecating humor that I love so much because that, you know, has been the case for, for me at least. And and I think we all go back to that because it's such an insecurity for us. But when somebody else sees it or points it out mm. or notices mm. it, it like magnifies Absolutely. it times a hundred. And somebody could say something even not even meaning that, but right. you think it means that. Like what you were saying, if you're not looking at anybody else. I always used to tell people when they would go into the gym, nobody's looking at you. They're like, right. I don't want to go in the gym. Everybody stares at me thinking I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm saying, nobody's looking at you. They're looking in that mirror at themselves. Going, right. Oh, yeah, look, I think I see a little bicep. Right. Nobody's looking at anybody else, but, but you can't. It takes time to understand that. And if somebody says something that I can you know, work around to make that about my pimple or about right. the, the thing that's causing me insecurity, then it's just confirmation and it's magnifying it. Mm. And it'll stick with you forever. forever. I can yeah. remember, vividly remember being in high school and a guy I thought was really cute and his name was James. He um, <laughs> told me he loved my double chin. <gasps> In the hallway, I can even picture where in the high school we were both standing when he told me that what he, he loved say my double chin. What did he say after he got up? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted, my but double it, chin doesn't love you. It hurt on yeah. such a deep yeah, level. I can still remember it. And yeah. that's yeah. been 20, you know, some odd years ago. <laughs> a minute. Right. Yeah, yeah, a minute. It's been a minute or yeah. 10 or 25. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt. I, well, I was called pleasingly plump at one mm. point in my life. Pleasingly mm. plump. Mm. As a joke. Mm. Not funny. I still remember it too. Well, I told y'all, I think we, maybe we talked about it on a podcast when, when somebody that I really trusted took the photo of me that, that wasn't flattering and yep. shared it with shared a room it. full of people, you know, still to this day, I hate getting my photograph taken and that is the reason why. So how do we create a culture of body appreciation instead of body shaming? I think it starts with us understanding and knowing that our the our appearance is so small, uh, such a small portion mm-hmm. of who we mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. I, one of the um, books that I saw recently mm-hmm. is by a woman named Jess Connolly. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read the book, so I can't necessarily endorse it. But the quote from the cover of her book, the book is called Breaking Free from Body Shame. Mm. And the quote on the cover says, in the Bible, there is no mention of Mary Magdalene's thighs, Deborah's Mm. teeth, Ruth's waistline, Anna's forehead, Elizabeth's stretch marks, Eva's hair, Lois's skin, Martha's tunic size, or the symmetry or lack thereof Mm. of Miriam's face, because the Lord looks at the heart. Mm. Mm. That's in First Samuel, I think. First or Second Samuel, somewhere. Yeah, that is. But the so Lord good. looks at the heart. That's Man great. looks at the outward appearance, yes. but yeah. the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah, yep. that's so true. But well, but, I mean, let's just be honest. 
this the Lord looks, looks at, at the, the heart, but <laughs> everybody else looks at the outer. Oh. But 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 here's my thing. I, I mean, I go back to what my mama said. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Why why have we gotten so far away from that? I am I am just so baffled by the right that people have to feel like it's their place to point out other people's flaws, sh- flaws or shortcomings yeah. or you know. I just, I don't, I don't get that. And I'm not, I mean, I realize that unbelievers are going to act like unbelievers. I get that. But y'all, it it is not contained to the unbelieving population. There are believers who are as nasty about it mm-hmm. as not. And it hurts worse. And oh, I am so just going to say that it's time for us to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's time to say enough is enough, and we're supposed to be set apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not supposed to be, you know, raising our hand in the first one to, you know. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not talking about, like, calling. There's, there is a place for accountability, and I'm all for accountability, probably because I need it worse than all y'all put together. I am a advocate for accountability for you to say to me carol that's not a help and y'all have done it i i we're in relationship and i expect that from you as a godly friend to make me accountable for things that i do and to 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 point out unhealthy behaviors but you have never and i can't ever see you doing it in a way that is so hurtful and nasty that it destroys my spirit Mm -hmm. and that is what i see this doing like we've come to the point where we're just we're trying to destroy each other's spirit and to just crush each other. Um, and where what in the world is that? Right. I think people forget that there is a person on the other end of mm-hmm. that text. There is a person on the other end of that post. There is a person on the other end of that picture or whatever it is. They just they just forget. And and it's not I'm not saying it's a good right. thing. But they and they shouldn't, and someone should hold them accountable. Here's what I'm learning is that I can't change them. Mm. So someone is going to respond in a way that's going to hurt me. I, I, what I can do is start to prepare myself. Mm. Yeah, think about putting on armor. In oh a sense. my goodness, that's so good, Tricia. Well, because if I'm walking around. Without my armor and somebody shoots something at me, I mean, I will get hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you are prepared in a sense, if you if you have the armor on, then it doesn't hurt as much. I can't say it doesn't hurt, but well, so what do we do to prepare? Well, this okay. is this is this is making me think of something, and I think it's a very practical example from what we do. Do y'all remember when Mandisa was on American Idol? Yes, yes, yes. And Simon yes. Cowell had such nasty things to say to her about her weight. Mm-hmm. To the point of, I think, that anybody who watched that show at the time was just, believer or non-believer, was just like, what in the world just happened? And she set an example for us all because on the following week, she came back and she said, what you said was hurtful. Mm -hmm. But if I believe that Jesus is my Savior and he's forgiven me for my sin, I can forgive you too and extend that same forgiveness to you. Mm But, you know, the hurt was still there for her. Absolutely was. She has struggled with her weight publicly as as shared her story of depression and weight um, and body shame and what she feels. And so she may forgive him, but the the act has been done and it 
it impacted her significantly. And we have to be careful. Yeah. Careful, careful what we say Mm -hmm. because it sticks with people. Absolutely. And we've got to try our best, try our best to fill our minds with what God says about us. There's Mm -hmm. no other way. There's no, there's no other weapon because you can never fix your appearance enough to feel good about yourself in that regard because there's, it's, it's an unfillable void. We have to fill ourselves instead with what God says about us and then and, and just keep go, repeat, repeat as necessary. Keep going back. I'm loved. I'm chosen. Um, God sees my heart. I'm trying. When, when we forgive, we become even more beautiful. All mm-hmm. of those things we tell our, we need to tell ourselves that. I would love it if people would stop doing that. But honestly, they probably won't. Right. And women, for some reason, are number one, held to a higher standard for some reason. Their, their appearance is always picked at. And number two, we're meaner to each other. Right. And that's awful. Yes. But it's, I don't think we can change that. We can do our part. Right. But we can't change that. So we have to have to take the responsibility to work on ourselves. I heard a pastor say this or something. It was like, it's not your fault you got hit by the car, mm. but it's your responsibility to learn to walk again. Mm. Ooh yes! So wow. it, we have to take the 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 reins to try to help ourselves moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no other way than just focusing on what God says about us and and what really is important. What really is important is this wrinkle on my face that I look at and I, I hate this little thing right here. Do I worry about that or do I see um, or do I let people see that I love them and then that that I've got wrinkles because I'm smiling? Mm-hmm. You know, this is really powerful as we get older it gets harder to maintain what we consider to be a good appearance right and at some point we have to let go of that and just and and i think i think that's part of the joy of getting older is that you stop feeling like you have to look a certain way and you start feeling more that's right you wear purple and red together are. right <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. i i know a huge wake-up call for me i know both you have boys but i have a girl and i know a huge wake-up call for me came when I heard her stand in front of the mirror and say that she felt like she was fat. Mm. And God in that moment kind of highlighted for me, where did she hear that? And all the signs were pointing at her mama. It, it is not just girls. Because Boys struggle with well, that exact true. same yeah. thing. Because of the way that, that I had. True. And so I've been so intentional in trying to reverse that. I'm not sure I, I can or have. But I would be be so careful about what you say in front of your kids. Yeah. The other thing that I would say is what people say about your appearance says more about them mm. than it does about you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I would say if you find, this is hard for me to say, but only because I've lived there. If you find that that thing that they said to you is on your mind constantly, it could be that that has become an idol to you. Mm. Like your appearance. And like I'll only yeah. say that right. because I think we had, yeah. a, I, I think I even did a video on it about that particular incident where the photo was taken and it was shared. And I walked mm-hmm. into a room and knew everybody had seen the photograph. That God just convicted me about taking pictures. You know, I hate to have my picture taken. And that is why. And he kind of highlighted that. And he's doing some work on me. And still, I'm not not there yet. But I will say that one of the things that came up is it, it, it was that every time I would get my picture taken, I would say that same thing. I hate getting my picture taken. I hate pictures of myself. I hate, and all those things. But that's what I would say. What it actually brought up was that situation. 
And God was kind and loving enough to say, Carol, this is right here an idol because you have made getting your picture made. You've destroyed. There's nothing wrong with getting your picture made. People like pictures of you. They like to stick you on their refrigerator at Christmas time and pray for you throughout the year. But you have turned it into an idol because that is where you go. Every time somebody snaps a picture. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And and so I had to, I, I'm still on occasion revisiting that and saying, you know what? I, this is, mm-hmm. I, I know it's hard. And that is, that is such hard, a hard thing to hear. And it's even hard for me to say because I have not mastered it yet. Mm-hmm. And I still don't, I'm still not calling photographers saying, could you please come take my picture every day? But what I have realized is that when you continually go back to that thing and it occupies your thought and everything that surrounds that situation enslaves you, that's an idol. Yeah, you're worshiping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And, and I wish it was different, but it's one of those things that you got to tear down and throw away. And it may be tearing it down day after day after day after day after day for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you take that before the Lord and ask for freedom from it, I believe he will meet you mm-hmm. there and do it. And it may take a time or two or three or 400. But I just had been so convicted about that in my own life that that was an idol. And I think so many times we make appearance an idol. And man, if I look at it like that, it's a game changer for me. It's so true. Like, you, I've never thought about that before. But the thing you, you put your pride in, mm-hmm. the thing that gives you shame, the thing that you call to be your identity, and that can be your appearance. Any, it could, it mm-hmm. can either be a prideful, a shameful, or where you're putting your identity. That is an idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it hurts so much if someone were to kind of ping at that. Well, because most of us spend more time getting ready than they would, we do spend time in God's Word. That's right. That's, that's true. And, and honestly, the things that you invest in your heart are the things that are going to last. It's not how much wrinkle cream you use or hair gel or toothpaste or, you know, any of those things. Now, I'm not advocating you shouldn't brush your teeth. Do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying where we invest our time, those we show. You know, I've, I heard a long time ago somebody said, you show me your checkbook, I'll show you what matters to you, know, and I believe that's true, but I also believe in how we spend our time, too. It's more valuable than money. Those things are, and mm-hmm. and that's what we need to be cultivating in each other. Um, what if we could start a revolution of, of not only body appreciating, but human appreciation? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe, and this is just me, that sanctity of life is more than just the womb. Uh-huh. I believe sanctity of life is when you can't get rid of the pregnancy weight. Your life is still so precious mm-hmm. before God. It don't matter what size you are. You're not the number on a scale. You're not the size in the back of your jeans. Or your facial complexion. Or your facial complexion. Or <laughs> your the chin. hangers, your double chin, the hangers in your yeah. closet. You're not any of those things. You are so much more. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if part of our set apartness could be cultivating those kinds of friendships, relationships, groups at church, 
girlfriend relationships, if we could cultivate that kind of culture and start a revolution based on what God says about us. Mm-hmm. I know I'm crazy. We, I mean, we could all, that everybody gets a vote and everybody would say, yeah, but I believe that it starts with you and me. It starts mm-hmm. with us. Because sure. I can just about yeah. guarantee that the person who attacked Valerie Bertinelli has never been on a TV show. They've probably never been on a cooking show. They probably are a housewife living in, you know, Boise, Idaho. Um, And she probably herself feels unloved. Unloved and insecure and is going to say, what can I do to get some attention? Yeah. I mean, really? Why should Valerie Bertinelli even care about what? Right. If you but look at does. Valerie, like, look at your life. Wow, what an amazing life you've had. But it took one but person. One person saying one thing. That's right. Who do we hand our value to? Mm-hmm. I was reminded we had devotions yesterday, and we had a, a guest pastor in to, to speak, and he said something, and he was in Psalm 25, and it says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. It, it, I was thinking of that verse as we were talking about coming into this episode because um we lift up our soul to a lot of things. And one of them, I think, is our appearance. Yeah. Knowing full well that no matter the skinniest I've ever been, the biggest I've ever been, I still wasn't happy. You know why? Because my soul wasn't whole. <laughs> you know, I was lifting up my soul to the wrong things. To you, oh, Lord, I lift up my soul. That's where, where it's got to start. That's where it's got to start. We got to find healing and hope there. And then all these other things are going to fall into place. And we can, out of the overflow of knowing who we are and whose we are as believers. Now, if you don't know Jesus and you're listening to this podcast, that's, that's not going to help you. you. You've got to surrender to him and say, I, Jesus, I want you to come in and be my Savior. And that means Lord of everything. Including my appearance, the body. Yes. My appearance. Yeah. Um, Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. Lord of my decisions, Lord of my relationships, want you to be Lord of all of that. Lord of my insecurity. Lord of my mm-hmm. insecurity, especially that. That's where it starts. And I believe that enough of us who will draw a line in the sand and say, all right, enough's enough. I'm not going to stand for it anymore. And, and we don't have to be nasty in return. But I'm going to tell you, I think one of the most unused weapons we have is prayer. Mm. Some powerful things happen. When we start to pray, and if we as women could get together and say, Lord, would you truly show us who we are, where our value lies, and how this body, this tent, <laughs> we're going to shed one day. Yes. 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 Praise the Lord. And oh, get yes. a new one. Then <clears throat> perfected one. <laughs> exactly. If you were driving an old beat up car today and somebody said, next week, you're going to get a new car. Would you go to the, to the muffler shop and get a new muffler no you would not would you go to the mechanic and spend a lot of money no you wouldn't care if you had to walk because you know next week you're getting a new car same thing girl same thing yeah one of these days all this body all this hair all this you know wrinkles they're all gonna be gone we're getting a new body and that um we're gonna spend eternity with someone who values us for what was really our value all along and he's going to see the blood of Christ on each one of us and say, you're mine. Come on in. And you're beautiful. Oh, I'm about to. Mm, you're going to have to clear me out of place. I'm going to run here in just a second. <laughs> but it's true. And we've got to start somewhere. And it starts with you and me.
really knowing our value and that this body is temporary and that Jesus has paid the price for you and me to enjoy eternity with him in heaven. If you don't know that truth today, I'm going to invite you to text the word Jesus right now to this phone number because I want you to make a decision to say, I, I don't, I, I'm listening to this podcast. Somebody sent it to me or I happened upon it and I don't really know what you're talking about. If you'll text the word Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, to 800-293-1069 right now, what's going to happen is you're going to get an automated text message that's going to send you Billy Graham's Steps to Peace with God that will walk you through step by step on how you can ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And nothing would thrill us more than for you to do that right now. So don't, I know you have a hundred reasons you could put it off, but don't. Do it right now. Text that number, Jesus, to 800-293-1069. If you do know Jesus as your Savior, but you still struggle and you could use prayer, we would love the opportunity to pray for you. All you got to do is email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org or get in touch on the Facebook page. We've got a public Facebook page, Girl Talk podcast page. We also have a private Girlfriends of the Girl Talk page. Either way, you can get in touch with us. You find us. You let us know what you're struggling with. We would love and consider it a privilege to pray for you. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and this family. You are valued, you are loved, and you are beautiful. We'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast. 